0: Hello and welcome to an excellent life podcast. I'm Gina T, a life coach since 2012. I've recently been honing in on using scripture as a foundation for coaching. It's always been part of my adult life, but I wasn't sure how to use it most effectively until now. Um, Now, I'm not one of those people who has memorized verses, (laughs) though I know quite a few that I use in my life as reminders of why I'm here. I don't always remember the address or the book and verse, but I know where to find them. I'm working on reading through the Bible for the 12th time so that I can understand it better. Um, It's interesting that there really is so much depth and height, um, so much texture and culture in this one book. And it seems that each time I read it, I get a lot more out of it. I'm thinking about starting over and taking you with me, at least for some of the podcast episodes. With all that we see each day, it seems that in real life and online, there are countless polarized views. So much animosity on one end, and then those who are trying to use kindness as a catalyst to get this living thing back on track. It makes me think of trying to start a lawnmower that's almost out of gas. You put your foot on the base to stabilize it, push the button in and pull the string, usually several times before you hear the engine revving, just enough to get one more job done. Is that where we're at now? (laughs) Trying to get one more spin around the sun? Oh my gosh, I hope not. Obviously this old earth needs a tune-up and a new kind of fuel as well. And I'm not just talking about fossil fuels and solar energy. We need something refreshing and rejuvenating to revive us. Or maybe we need to stop and get back to the basics, refreshing the foundation. Okay, so what does that have to do with the title of this episode? Well, apparently I've been a Christian all my life and it wasn't until I started my own spirit and soul searching searching that I began to understand the core substance of what that means. I say apparently because when I was growing up in the Catholic Church, the word Christian was used to identify those Protestants, but never really to identify ourselves. I now identify as a non-affiliated non-religious Christian. It's pretty telling when humans choose to identify with only one group without seeing the whole picture. I believe that it's part of our intrinsic need to belong somewhere, sometimes anywhere. But now, why are there so many Christians running around out there like they're a bunch of barbarians? Why are they saying and doing things that are as far away from Christ-like as they can possibly be? Well, the only answer that I can see is this. We are all still only human with human flaws. It's not the group that is labeled a certain thing that is doing all of that. It's just a few people. When we don't level up internally to make changes to our foundation, that causes a lot of problems. When one decides to follow a certain belief but does not make changes in your own mind and life, you will continue to spew the same old things but with new words like a dialect, the, the new lingo that you learn. And on soapboxes with misguided emotions, misdirected sermons, and more intensely self-serving agendas. Obviously that's the most extreme version of someone who finds God or whatever the spiritual icon is that they've encountered. Unfortunately it cannot be further from the truth of what a Christian is. This is so out of alignment with the spirit within you that it only creates even more conflict-filled rhetoric. There is such an intense, disharmonizing representation of who this supreme, supernatural being is that even thinking about it disturbs my spirit. All right, well, I'm still learning to slow down my thought production and expression, so I'll try to present one idea at a time, and I hope um, I'm explaining in such a way that you understand where where I'm at. (laughs) I've learned to open the eyes of my mind and heart to see the bigger picture as far as I'm capable capable of doing in the moment. The question of what is a Christian is one we all need to answer for ourselves if it's something we choose to be or choose to understand so that we can add that capability of extending love and kindness into our world. Here are the elements of one answer, and then a reasonable conclusion. Christian comes from the word Christ, implying one who follows the teaching of the Christ, in this case, Jesus Christ. The word Christ comes from the Greek word Christos, meaning anointed one yeah that reminds me that if you've ever seen the movie my big fat greek wedding you know that everything originates from greece at least that's what the dad said (laughs) Um, essentially jesus was called the anointed one why well the history of the hebrews was that they were waiting for a messiah and many still are because they needed someone to save them from the harsh roman emperor At least at that time, Messiah also means anointed one, specifically the one anointed with oil. In those days, people were still basically barbarians. A few people such as Hebrews um, received rules to eventually help them control their reckless human instincts and give guidelines to a more holistic and wholesome way of thinking. Many people, just as today, took those laws and became legalistic, sometimes reforming them to meet their own needs. Not all of these needs are bad. Some are just based on the need to alleviate fear and chaos. It's the actions that come from that. So basically to bring a little more structure and protection into their lives. However, we are more than just drones who follow. Jesus lived to amplify and show humans how to spiritually increase. And then there were a lot of spiritual things that happened and that were recognized because people were not so cynical and jaded as today. The idea that Jesus is the Son of God is one of those mysterious things that we may or may not grasp. However, here's one idea. The laws on their own were not working. It just added fuel to the fire. People were still squabbling and holding on to their own egos. They followed or didn't follow rules for their own agendas and condemned others who did the opposite of what they did. Sound familiar? Therefore, Jesus, the epitome of one who knew his connection with the supreme supernatural being, God from the beginning um, was, uh, sorry, (laughs) was moved to be an example for everyone. His spirit was innocent and pure, knowing himself as a reflection made in the image of the all-encompassing love, compassion, and grace of God. However, people tried to discredit him and who he says he is, and I believe that's a moot point. The entire idea is that he made a notable dent in the then-current situation. His teaching and actions were decidedly different. He not only used words to make changes, but used actions to significantly expand people's thinking and transform their lives. He also connected himself in alignment with God through his spirit to do things that seemed impossible. Whenever conversation is sparked by something different, it's a good time to do a little more investigation. He took time to make that solid connection, at least once that we know of by going out into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights to deny himself the comforts of life to become nothing, to pray and meditate until he knew without a doubt what his connection was within himself and with God. This afforded him the strength of character to risk consequences of the radical actions that led to being crucified. When one is in a snug, airtight connection, the two individuals work as one. Thus, the Spirit of God and the Spirit of Jesus were in complete alignment. Jesus became absent from himself to embody the spoken words and act differently from the current social norm. This is an example of what is meant by the word became flesh. And I believe that it's possible for us to... To embody spoken words that we walk around saying, I want peace in the world, and then act differently from everyone else who says, I want peace in the world, and then they go out and yell at people who are not doing something they think should be done. As a sort of a side note, (laughs) words and speaking things into being are both important components throughout the Bible. While the spirit of God hung out over a formless earth, he began to speak into being the bodies of light, like the sun, and then the atmosphere, and then the land that separated the waters, and so on. He created by speaking it into existence. The first humans were spoken into existence, made in the image of this great spirit being. Does that mean we physically look like him? Not likely. However, as we've seen over millennia, humans use ideas and imagination to create things. Then it's recorded several times that Jesus said, if we have the faith of the tiny mustard seed, mustard seed and don't doubt, we can do anything we put our mind to. A mustard seed is the size of one of those little candy balls that people sprinkle on cakes and cupcakes. Tiny. Um, In Matthew 17, 20, he says, he answered someone who asked if they can do the same miracles that he does. For truly, I tell you, if you have the faith of the size of a mustard seed, nothing will be impossible for you. So it involves our mind and the amount of faith that we have without doubt That's hard to do, but we but not impossible. Your spirit is a reflection of his spirit. You have capabilities you haven't even tapped into yet. I believe that's what Jesus was here to do, though uh, as sort of an enigma, he used stories and brain teasers to get people to think and explore the possibilities. Times are different. Now, but humans have some of the same issues, and we're looking for answers. One answer to the question, what is a Christian? I believe it is someone who is a seeker, a lifelong learner, who implements the guidance of the Christ, Jesus, expanding who they are by renewing their mind and transforming their life. Well, I think that's all I'm going to put out there today because uh, sometimes I can get a little complicated if I talk for too long <laughs> and I hope this was um, straightforward enough uh, and it gives you some food for thought, maybe some questions in your own mind. Um, oh, There was another word I was going to explain, it also means anointed meaning that we oh holy (laughs) that we should be holy just as God is holy holy also means anointed so it it all fits together and it all uses our heart and our mind to be in alignment with our spirit and then or at the same time become alignment with God's Holy Spirit which um, is mentioned mentioned at the beginning of the Bible, so it's not something that just happened later on in the old. I mean, in the New Testament, but it says in the Genesis, God's spirit was hovering over the expanse of the universe. Okay, so there are a lot of points here, I'm sure, and I hope that it's something that um, causes you to continue to seek and learn and implement. I'll continue this discussion next time. I'm not sure if it'll be next week or the week after because I'm working on a larger project and haven't decided yet. But I will be back. If you have questions or a story that resonates with any episode, you can send it to me at Gina T. Coach at gmail.com for more information about working with me and blog posts that you could read go to my website at Gina you can create your excellent life with all the different pieces that are out there whether from me or um, from other people but I think we're here to continue to learn to continue to perfect who we are Even though we'll never be done doing that here, we can just, we can continue doing it and, and each day be better than we were the day before. All right. If you like this podcast, let me know, share it with your friends and support us so we can continue bringing you more conversation that we hope adds value to you and your life. Until next time, ciao. Have a wonderful evening.